The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. It's 10 a.m. on a Thursday here at the Star in Frisco. And you know what that means? It's, it's an hour and a half time. away from mix shots. No, it is an early edition of mix shots here inside the SWBC podcast studio because this is an OTA open to the media Thursday. And so that's why we're coming at you earlier than usual. Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and the star of the show, the Mickey Spagnuolo. The star Spagnola. of the show. Oh, my God. Have you ever been introduced? He's like the uh, headliner. No. I think I've ever been the, the star of the show. The, the and it's so shocking. My headphones are cracking up right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's a good yeah, one. very good. There uh, looks like you're going to be outdoors today. Yes. On a, what will be a, it will be a, it's a first alert weather day tomorrow. It's going to get so hot here in North Texas. Did I see triple digits? I think so. And it feels like temperature up around 106 in the afternoon uh, tomorrow. So they're finishing. That's the heat index? I think so. I think that's what they call it. So they're finishing this uh, OTA session just in time. That's right. Because yeah. it's only supposed to be like 93 maybe today. Uh, okay, there you yeah, go. Yeah, but that we're talking heat index. That's a whole Feels great thing. out there right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. I'm and looking at 100 but and 100 the humidity tomorrow. 100 tomorrow, 100, to 100 Saturday. Out. Yeah. 100 Sunday. Welcome yeah. to Texas in yeah. June. Welcome to the Old Folks Podcast. Yeah, we're talking about the weather. <laughs> Come on, now. What are we doing here? <laughs> okay. Speaking of the weather, it is just in time because the high today is 92. The high tomorrow is 101. Mm-hmm. Saturday, 102. Sunday, 102. Monday, mm-hmm. 100. I'm getting to the mini camp next week. Okay. Highs of 99, 97, and 96. Getting ready for Austin and training camp. They might be going indoors. <laughs> they and, might be. And there by the way, no, they do have an OTA uh, option tomorrow. Back in the yeah, day. There is yeah, a, yeah that's tomorrow. right. There is an OTA tomorrow. And so by that's the way, where the heat, the heat is coming. But, but we're not out there tomorrow, so that doesn't count. So we can't, we can't come see it there. tomorrow if we wanted to? Oh, I didn't think there was tomorrow. There, there is an OTA eight, tomorrow. OTA number eight. Can we attend, Chris? Can we attend? Uh, you sit up with no, Mick. No, you <laughs> cannot. You go sit up with Mickey. Not you already attended one you weren't supposed to be at. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> he walks out there He gets like, special privileges. He acted like he set some he's sort Everson of Walls. franchise record or something, right? <laughs> yeah. So he's got, he's got those special privileges. Speaking of Trayvon Diggs, um, so they had the home run derby, and uh, he said he – they asked him, when's the last time you swung a bat? And he said, never. I go, what do you mean never? It's like he said he never played baseball. He never played baseball? And so the first time up, yeah, he was like missing the ball. Or whatever. Second time up, he started hitting the ball over the <laughs> faux fence for home runs, right? And it's like, God, I wish I was that good Just of a, an that, athlete, that kind of guy. Right? Just that uh, guy. Oh, never done this before. What and, is don't, this? and then don't even get me started on Micah Parsons. Yeah. That's right. Guys, How far did that unbelievable. go? He hit it he out, hit out of the four hundred, like out of the park. Here's what happened, Everson. He gets there and uh, they take some batting to be practice. Young and amazing. They had they had <laughs> bats for them at batting practice. Whatever. He didn't like the feel of the bat, so he went to. No, he sent somebody. <laughs> or, or yeah, he sent somebody to get him a five hundred dollar bat. <laughs> He told the guy, whoever was going to do it, go to Dick's and get yeah, me the best. I was going to say, we were going to get me the sports, best, Dick's, where we give me, give me the best bat they have. And he found a $500 bat, right? And then he gets up there, and he hadn't played. He said he, he used to play baseball, okay. but when he got to high school, it was football and track, so mm-hmm. he didn't play baseball. Not only did he hit it over the makeshift fence for home runs Which so they could hit some, probably 225, 250, something like that, he hit it over the wall, right? And then he hit it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> and he. And, and Where is this? This is at, at, at Riders Field, right here. We're, we're, we're double talking a. double A. Wow! Oh, yes, double a. yes. Frisco I've been to that stadium. Great stadium. So, yeah. so great stadium. And, and, good and, fun, and good what fans. people? The amazing thing is, is 
No one's throwing 95 miles an hour, right? You've got to supply right. the power yourself when they're throwing a BP lob yes, at you, yes. right? And he, not only is he stepping into it, he's stepping in with both feet. Like he's moving his back foot forward so and his front foot a happy Gilmore. Yes. <laughs> he's doing a happy Gilmore in baseball. Exactly. And he, I, I, I told somebody, I said, I wish I knew his exit velocity. You know how they have uh -huh. exit velocity now off the bat on TV? Of course, TV? of course. Uh, and it's like you, you need the a, ball. You need a ray gun. He, yeah. he hit a combination the first time up, they'll get 10 outs, right? If you don't get the ball out of the infield or you miss or foul, it's an out, right? He hit eight home runs, and four of them cleared the real fence. And I'm sitting there going, "Are you so?" So kidding did he? Me? Did he like? Did he like? You know, like the happy gift? Did he like skip to it? You know, did he, he ran into it. You know what I mean? A couple he yeah, did. Yeah. And then when he hit it out of the park. He ran around the bases. <laughs> Real fast. No run yeah, no, just no. Oh, run he had that right? kind of trouble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He had the Barry Bonds. And then he was going to do it again, and Dak was like, no, no, no. You, we got time here. You got to hit, right? And, uh, and so when it's over, he ended up uh, with the most home runs, uh, 13. Except he finished in third place. But he finished in third place because of the money. So... Leighton Vanderish on the money ball on the last swing. Ah, there you go. He hit a there home run. Like he the hit a home point, run. Like the three-point yeah. process. That's yeah. like Josh Hamilton put on this great home run derby exhibition. Right. right. And then stadium, and, but people don't remember he didn't win it. And so the last <laughs> ball was worth $4,000 for donation, nice, right? Nice. And And Vanderish hit that. So Vanderish ended up with like 17000 and uh, Micah ended up with thirteen. But, but. So as well, the story, messing around now. So as the story goes, when Micah said, "Oh, I can hit the ball out of the park," and all the and um, who was saying it, uh, Trayvon, Tray, no, no, CD said, he goes, all the vets were like, "You can't do that. You're not going to hit it over the wall." And he goes, "Yes, I will. Yeah. You want to bet?" <laughs> so they all started betting, right? And CD said, "The only people that were on his side was me and Trey." He goes, we thought he could do it. Yeah. He did it, of right? Of course he did. He said he made $8,000. How dare they <laughs> How dare they doubt this guy? I would never doubt Michael Parsons. If he said he's going to do so something. So when he, when he did his it. interview, he goes, he goes, just to show you what a competitor I am, he goes, I wanted to win, so I was going to get a good bat if it meant spending $500. I have a feeling he did not need the good bat. Right? Yeah, he could have done it without the good bat. And, and so somebody said, did you let other people use it? And he goes, well, yeah, sure. It's like, well, it wasn't the bat then, was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was good hilarious. Stuff, the man. guy, and I wrote about it for this morning, it's like he just puts a smile on your face. Yeah, yeah. You know, everything he does, everything he he says he just puts a smile on your face. Well, I, I tell you, the smile I get on my face is every time I think about him going out to to do the drop, the hockey, oh, the the hockey, hockey thing. thing. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. And he just went out and dropped just, it. Just, you know, he's so cute. Uh -huh. He was so cute. He's just like, hey, there you go. He said. So I didn't realize this. Evidently, he did some sort of charity thing in Philadelphia, and they did it with a softball, and he hit it 400 feet. The softball. Mm -hmm. and, and and he said, Damn. I told these guys, I said, come on, I hit a softball 400 feet. This is a baseball. Right. It's going to go further. <laughs> sure enough, he hit one 400 feet. Oh, that's funny. Unbelievable. But they, they raised a heck of a lot of money for Salvation Army. Uh, um, Anthony Brown finished second, by the way. And the first time up, he couldn't hit. He just couldn't. See, if you don't take batting, you don't hit. It's hard to, you know. It's hard and then to hit. <laughs> his second time around, all of a sudden he starts stroking the ball. Well, he's an athlete. They're yeah. Athletes. Mm -hmm. yeah that's it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, it was a good time. Uh, and um, that's what I came away with, though, from that is, again, it. I want Michael Parsons in my room. Right. <laughs> I want Michael Parsons Whatever on my you're I don't care what we're doing. Right. I'm picking him. So, you, you know? know what? It reminded me of uh, when he was young, the first time somebody took him to go bowling. And he wasn't very good at it, he said. So he went and bought a ball. He <laughs> bought himself his own ball and went out there and was going to start practicing. He is not right? going to be embarrassed. Because he right? lost to somebody. Yeah. 
And he said the guy at the bowling alley goes, okay, let me give you a few tips. So the guy gave him a few tips. He bought his ball, and all of a sudden he's he's he's, Mr. 300. he's the best one. Yeah. <laughs> you Which, know, and the other thing it reminded me of, and Bill might remember, you guys might remember this, when they had the first uh, NBA All-Star game here in Dallas, 1986, mm-hmm. that was the first year they had the three-point shooting contest and the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. Spud Webb ended up winning it. Mm-hmm. Well, the three-point shooting contest – Larry Bird was one of the guys, and I was covering this. So uh, he goes into the locker room, and all the guys in there are going to shoot threes are all in there. And he walks in, he goes, well, he goes, we know who's winning this, so I'm just looking to see who's second. That's what he said. And he won. And he Who's won. getting second? Yeah, and he That's won. what he said. Who's getting second? <laughs> and he won with the little broken finger, the little, the little crooked finger. When he put that one up there, that was the last yeah. one he shot. Right. And that was the money ball. And he had that little broken finger. And they got, in, they got into the final. I don't think he took his sweats off, did they, he? They got into the final round. He made it to the finals with Craig Hodges, right? He buried 22 threes in the final round to win it. <laughs> it was, I don't think he took his. So that's right. what, it reminded yeah. me of that. Well, all right. This is great because uh, we're talking about Micah. I want Micah on my team. Okay. I want Larry Bird on my team. Right. Okay. Magic Johnson was another one like yes, that. Yes. I mean, this is uh, with the NBA finals going on. You know, Magic's rookie year. He's 20 years old. It's game six of the NBA Finals. In game five, Kareem had scored 40 points, and he sprains his ankle. And here's a 20-year-old rookie who said and they're going to Philadelphia playing Dr. J, Daryl Dawkins, and the Sixers in game six of the NBA Finals. Uh, we need a center. Magic? Yeah. And so Magic, he plays center, and he scores 42 points with 15 rebounds. Mm-hmm. But you, he went on that court. Knowing he's going to win this basketball yeah, game, yeah. yeah Larry Kareem's Bird, at home waiting. Okay, we, 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 we're going to need a <laughs> yeah, game seven. Let me right. let me get ready. Yeah. Like, I'll take these, big fella. I got this. Mike shows up at a home run derby. He knows he's going to win that home run derby. <laughs> I mean, those are Reggie Jackson in baseball. Yeah. He when he walked on the field, he knew he was going to win that. You know, he's yeah. going to hit three home runs in a World mm-hmm. Series game yeah. and whatever. Not surprised you know? at all when he did it. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, so on those Cowboys teams that you played on. Okay, who was the guy like that? That was was the guy that okay, we got this guy on our team. We we got it. Dorset, really? Tony Dorset, man. I mean, we 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 forget about Dorset, and we forget about how small he was. Mm-hmm. Ron used to tease him. He, he was barely five nine at all times. He always tried to make himself bigger and heavier. He wore every pad that they that known to the NFL, and he still had the speed. From, from, from standing still to the first step, he had to be the fastest. Because when you see him run, you, you always see people, uh, it's like so many people in his wake, you know, mm-hmm. because they think they have the angle. And not many guys can outrun an angle. That's how I make my living is, is catching guys on an angle. It wasn't the speed. It was I anticipated the angle, and I'm going to meet him up there. And they, they thought they were doing the same thing, and, and he just outruns the angle. You know, and to see that over and over again, he was, he was my LeBron. He was my Jordan. He yeah. was my guy. Yeah. You just look forward to it. There was a guy in, in at least one season in college – who is that same type guy playing a different position? That was Vince Young at Texas. Yeah, you know yeah. where where okay, it didn't matter whether they fell behind Oklahoma State thirty to nothing in the first half. <laughs> they are going to come back in that game, and it's going to be Vince Young, you know, taking off, you know, drop taking back the off, pass, and then just taking off taking and running. Off. And then they're in the yes. national championship game, and it comes down to the last play of the game, he and you just off. knew yes. everybody in the building knew that okay, he's going to drop back, and then he's going to take off, and there's nobody's going to catch him. They didn't even touch him. Right, he never got but, touched but on the he most had that same, play of the game. He had that same air about him that Michael Parsons had at the home run derby. That I'm gonna win this game, yeah, you know. Yeah. He is he he was he's amazing, and he's and he and then when he verbalizes it, right, it mm-hmm. even makes you laugh even more, right? It's like, does he think of this stuff ahead of right. time? You know, like the analogy. It's kind of about naive the right. way he talks. Yes, about it, yes, right. yeah. Like, okay, I'm, well, I'm supposed to do this. Right. I'm, I'm gonna hit home runs, and by God, he did. It was amazing. But when you amazing. think about guys like Parsons, to be around that kind of you know greatness, first of all, you're around a lot of great athletes here and players that are extremely accomplished, whether it's here and, and, and early on. But like I said, to know that you can – you know that this is going to happen. It's inevitable. 
This is going to happen. Dorset's going to break it. I don't care how many times you bottle them up. You got to do it every time. And yeah. they really never bottled him up every time. Eventually, he's going to hit it. And it's so funny. Tom looked forward to that. That's how he coached the game. Just let Dorsett get it. Once he gets it, then we're going to take over the momentum of the game. And it usually happens just like that. You know, and, and, and the Dorsett thing, and if people don't understand what we're talking about, just go call up his highlights. And, and it reminded me every time when I see his highlights how fast he was, fast. like instantly. But it wasn't just speed. He could maneuver right. as well. But he was so fast. And it wasn't like he needed 10 yards to get going. He did not. It was like instant. He did not. It was like that pushing the button on the game, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's got it, that 0 to 100. Boom, he's already there. I'm like, wow. I just used to sit on the sidelines. Now I'm ready to get some picks now because they're, they're desperate. They know that Dorsett's going to break another one, so now we have to keep up with that offense. And, man, that's when Randy's coming, Harvey's coming, Ed's coming. Now we're out there feasting in the back. It, saw, it, was, it was all perfect. I saw a guy like that in high school. You guys might you might remember Gary Anderson. Yes, running back. Sure. yes. When he was in high school in Columbia, Missouri. I heard about uh, this. He, he, you know, football, basketball, First time I saw a guy, you know, lead. I did not know what a good basketball player was until no. I read about it. He let he he first guy I saw leave the free throw line and dunk, right? He took off from their track, 100, 200, long jump, relays, and maybe his best event was the 400. He hated the wow. 400 because you got to practice for My it. My dad right? said if you can run the 400, right? you can Toughest. do anything in the world. So, yeah. the, so, <laughs> the, so the track coach, it was at Hickman High, track coach told him when they were in the regional and they need to get more guys qualified for state. And he told them, okay, I won't, let, I won't make you run the 400 through the whole season, but when we get to regionals and we need to qualify for state, I want you to run the 400. So that year, it was his senior year, he hadn't run the 400 all year. He ran the 400 and won the darn thing. <laughs> and it's like, have you ever run a 400 before to understand how hard that is? I mean, it's a sprint. And his, his, his yes. he just, yeah. he was so athletic. It's like he was just a stallion. You know, the way he ran, his, his, it was, his legs were never behind him. His knees were always in front. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's when he just ran like, man, he just ran like he was the win. And he went to Arkansas and had one heck of a career. And yeah, I think the Chargers. Yeah, Chargers, first-round yes. pick first in round the Chargers. Pick, right? He, uh, and, oh, did that cause problems at Missouri? Because his mom worked in one of the uh, cafeterias at the school. And he chose Arkansas instead of Missouri, and they had the press conference in her cafeteria. Oh, oh, oh no, that's cruel. Oh, come on, son. And come was, on, son. And it was a new coach, too. Oh, come on, son. Oh, you God. can't do that, man. You got to give moms a heads up on this one because we got this all set up for us. Yeah. So, anyway, funny. but he was what? one of those guys that you're talking about. Whatever sport it was, he's going to beat you. And... You know, the other part of it, like with Micah and Trayvon for that matter, is when they can do it like immediately in their career. The, the rookie year, mm-hmm. Micah comes in and is able to do what he can. You know, that's that's amazing. Well, you'll love you know? this about Trayvon, and we you can talk about your little deal okay. you did with him. But so he comes to do his little thing, and somebody said, Well, what do you what do you need to improve on this year? And he said, Oh, well, everything. He and somebody asked him, He goes, So got to take fewer chances. And he goes, I, I, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about, exactly. chances. And they go, well, you know, gambling on stuff. He goes, I don't take chances. I play football. Yeah. And I said, good for I you, it. right? And he kind of gave a smile, but it was sort of a smile like, okay, take mm-hmm. that, right? And, he, and they're right. Everybody – see, what happens on TV is they see him get beat, and it's like he took a chance. Right. No, sometimes you just get beat. Some, yeah, that guy gets paid over there too. Right? Yeah. You get beat. <laughs> and, and, and the guy puts a good move on you. It wasn't like you were going for a right. pick, right? right. Or, or I think the insinuation is the reason he had – Somebody because he's guessing. He's guessing. Right. That's what they think. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. he's not. He just Been there, done that. got yeah. beat. 
That's right? right. Just so, but he, yeah, t- he took a little exception to chances. <laughs> I thought it was good. So, what were you alluding to with Everson and Trayvon? What are you talking well, about? Well, Everson, why don't you explain? Well, to well us? why don't we do that at when we come back here on next? Oh, right. so we already killed we'll twenty minutes. Better so not go anywhere. There was an interfacing between Everson and Trayvon. Is that what you're saying? A little longer than the one you put together. Okay, interfacing. Right. That's kind of that sounds sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll, well, ever soon we'll clear it all up when we come back here on Mix Shots. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. At AT AT&T, Everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone. Even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back, back, back. To mixed shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. From corporate homes to your home, have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now, 214-225-4860, kpostcompany.com, Bill. All right, and we got so much to get to over the final 40 minutes as we get you set for an open media day here at the Star in Frisco as the Cowboys have an OTA today, another one tomorrow, and then it's minicamp week next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. But let's, uh, and we're going to talk some Dalton Schultz coming up here. We're going to talk uh, positions of some concern as we hit the summer months here. Uh, but let's get started here with Everson and Trayvon. Mm, yeah, we had a nice little get-together. Uh, it was put together by, I guess, Blue Star Productions. Uh, they wanted to talk about, uh, you know, just have a little documentary. I guess you call it a That's documentary. That's what it is. That's what it's going to be. Dang, it's a documentary. Yeah. That's Deep not... Blue, it's called. Deep, Deep Blue. Blue. Thank you, Christopher. very you're soon. Getting, yes. You're getting docked. Yes, that's cool stuff, man. So, yeah, we, we just kind of talk about the similarities between our, uh, well, really lack of similarities between our careers as we got started. And it was all about leading up to those 11 interceptions 1981 and his 11 interceptions this past season, 40 years later, uh, 11 picks. I thought he was going to get it. Yeah. He didn't play that last game. I think he was doing me a favor. I don't know. He didn't, I don't <laughs> think he wanted that. He didn't want that. It's too much pressure to carry around those 11 interceptions for 40 he years. He wanted uh, the TV yeah. networks to talk about Everson for another year when That's he makes uh, another run at the mark this which year. Which he said he is going to do. Yeah, <laughs> right. He said he's going to make another run at 11. I told him to go with God because <laughs> he will never be able to get the NFL rookie interception record. That's right. <laughs> that you, I told him, you can have the rest of it. You can take those 40 years off my back. I will see you later. But when I it got comes my... to that NFL rookie record, 
that's something I can hang my hat on. That's right. Did they have some videos so he could see your interceptions? No, nah, we didn't do any of that. But uh, it was a lot of just, you know, posing and picture taking and posturing. And, you know, we had to come up and shake each other's hands. You guys will see it. Pretty good. You know, the guys were very good at how they did it. I hated all the... You know how it is. You got to do the one take and two take. Hey, we'll try it again. Yeah, but it was fun. And the last time we did it, that, that, that's a, he's a sharp young man. He's just very shy. But he's a sharp young man. The last time we greeted each other, he made it, he made it look better than the previous three times that we did it. And it really kicked off the entire documentary. He did a good job. Uh, it's like pulling teeth out of him, though, to get him no, to talk No, yeah, sometimes. he doesn't, yeah. But so he, he's, he's not like you in that respect. No, no, I definitely did all the talking. <laughs> he's, the, he's the unwashed. I, yeah, I, he de- I definitely did uh, all the talking and kind of uh, maneuvering the, the interview a certain way. Uh, but they did a great job because, you know, when it came to the questions, it was pretty uh, organic on, uh, you know, the things we talked about and, and what it led to. Uh, I don't think it was strained at all. Uh, because, you know, the questions were so direct and, and poignant, you mm-hmm. know, to where it, it went direct to, directly to what the director was trying to do. And, and we just had a lot of, lot of fun catching up. And really my first time meeting him face-to-face. It's my first time meeting him face-to-face. I'm happy to say I'm about as, just as tall as he is. That's what I can say. I'm just as tall as he is. I thought I was shrinking. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not shrinking yet. <laughs> I was I was right there. I kept stretching my neck, you know, when I was standing next to him. So it's like six one's gotta yeah. be six yeah, one. I right? think he was slouching, but I was like, you know, straight up. Yeah. Okay, so he's not like you as far as uh, an outgoing personality. How is he like you as a football player? Well, we thought just as we start talking about the things that we see when we play. Yes, it's it's you know we go we go down the same path. You know, we can go down the same path hand in hand, talking about the same things because it was all about the instincts that you have. The question that they asked him, uh, you kind of anticipate those questions and you get offended because it sounds like they're trying to say you're guessing. You know, and you don't come about 11 interceptions by just guessing, you know, and the plays that you give up. It's not because you went after an interception, sometimes the play that you gave up because that guy on the other side was balling that day or that play. And when it comes down to it, many guys get beat, but do the, does the quarterback see it? Right. You see, that's what you worry about. You can get beat a lot, but does the quarterback see that? And that's a lot of times you miss that in the game. We talked about how, uh, you know, you have the ability uh, at an early age to be successful. That's something a lot of people really just don't experience. Uh, I came out, of course, my rookie year. I'm leading the, I'm leading the league with, with – I'm not even starting, and I'm leading the league from the bench. Well, here it is. This guy steps out, and, you know, you expect – can't expect that from him, but here it is. You're catching up with, a, with a, a, a number that hadn't been done in 40 years. So you don't really think about it as you're doing it. It just becomes part of your DNA as you're playing. And we just kind of talked about how instinctive that was, how you're not going out there looking for it. You're just going out there, as he said, and, and play playing football. football. Right. And yeah. that's just the way it was. You know, and it's, it's amazing in our business The somebody should write this book, The Book of Assumptions, right? Because people just assume <laughs> like things, right? And you've got to ask that question, right. right? So if you remember midway through the season or whatever, and it's like, well, do you think quarterbacks are going to quit throwing your way, right? Because you're intercepting mm-hmm. the pass. Well, if you put him or you on the best receiver, the other team's not going to say, I'm not throwing to my best receiver. That's right. right? I'm That's thr- right. He's my money man. I'm coming after that, that guy, we right? Talked yeah. About that. There no, no, you you got to cover. And the, the thing with that was, you know, I we we kind of I, I did the talking on that one was, you're gonna be on the best receiver. You know they're gonna throw it to that best receiver. You know that they're gonna put it on the money to that best receiver. So when you cover a guy and you're in position, you are the receiver now, because when that ball comes in there, it doesn't matter where he throws it. If he if he's in the vicinity of his receiver then I'm going to be the receiver. You understand? If, he's, if he throws that ball on time the way he always does, and this is what they practice, this is what makes them good, then I'm going to be there to anticipate that move that he made. You, you Basically, they fall into their own traps. This is what we do. We know that's what you do, and so that's why I'm here waiting on you. 
and that's how you make your plays. See, you don't make plays on bad passes. You make plays on good passes because you're in good position to make the play. And I think, and I think the other part of it is, and you had this ability, uh, he has this ability to judge the ball in the air. And not only that, but catch it too, yes, right? Very different. Because I guarantee you, when when they come up and no one knows who anybody is, and they put together a football team, the coach is looking for if you can catch it. Well, you're my receiver, right, right? right? And he was a receiver, as was I, as was you. Yeah. And also, the ability to judge the ball from playing baseball. Now he didn't play baseball. I was going to say you did. And just think about Deion Sanders. He played baseball. Right. So you have this innate ability to judge the ball in the air and if you we saw last year some of his interceptions compared to Trayvon's and it was the ability to judge the yep. ball yep. in the air. You know when and where to it's going to come down. Yep. Yeah. And that's exactly. what we, we, we talked about because of our experience at wide receiver. We know what they're running. I mean, we've run the route before. You can you, the, the the stem is still the same. You know, the little tree for the, the little routes is still the same. Now you can put all kind of moves into it there, but you're still going to be at a certain spot at a certain time. So that never changes. And I always you always remember that as a, as a player. That's the first thing I learned with football was how to run the tree. You know, the route tree. And so now you know what they're doing. I know where to look at it. I know when to look at it. And not only that, talking about playing baseball, I, I'm sure I've told the story many times. It was in my book. I couldn't see the damn ball in the air. It was moving all over the place when I was at center field. I'm running all on my heels. You know what I mean? I don't know how. To, you know, I'm nine years old, I think. So, you know, my, I just asked my dad, who was the best coach I've ever had, and he was so simple with it. Son, just run on your toes. So he's probably out there looking at me like, boy, this guy here is an idiot. Mm-hmm. You know, my, son, my, my father was so athletic. And he looks at me, and he's, the things were so innate to him. Son, just run on your toes. And it was like magic. The, there it is. The, I can see the seams. You know, and next thing you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Willie Mays. I'm out there catching, <laughs> I'm catching everything. And so that's, I'm sure, what he went through, what Dion made one, you guys as well. There's a point to where, okay, you conquer that. And you're on your way. You conquer that thing that you couldn't do, and you, you get rid of that, and you, that's all it was waiting on for the rest of your instincts to kick in. Happens to a lot of kids. So running on your toes, that keeps your eye level? Uh, it from, keeps the ball, it from, keeps your vision from right. like shaking. Your head's it's like running with a camera. It's like running with a, a right. cell phone, like yeah. that. So when you run on your toes, it all smooths out. Because otherwise, you're running on your heels. Right, and then it's you know, up and down. Right. Yeah. Jostling so you have to, you your have to head. Run like with a, like you have to run as if your, your, uh, your, your legs are, are shock absorbers. Mm-hmm. You know, Bend your knees a little bit. Don't run straight-legged. Get on right. your toes. And Brad Sham, the only guy ever, ever, he said, I knew you were going to get it because your gait changed. And, and he knew my gait changed. When you saw that, then that means that, I'm running, running, running. But then when you start looking at the ball, you got to get on your toes. And he saw that difference. And he's the only person to ever see that difference in me besides my dad. We talked about the center fielder for the Rangers last week, You know, Eli White. Man, he I came, was there. He came up, and we were talking about him. He, he robbed a Tampa Bay Ring yes. of a home run. That was so cool. Five feet over the fence I was right there. It, whatever. I was right there. He had two more catches the other night in Cleveland, and one of them was a diving catch on the warning track where he just had to lay out whatever. Uh, and then another one good, was man. a backhanded uh, going the other way where he, he was able to slide. But to your point on – uh, what Brad said, he knew that your gate changed. He knew you were going to make an interception right. because your gate changed. Right. All right, the analytics on that baseball player is uh, apparently, you know, they do all the analytics on how far he had to run, how fast he had to go. And, the, and Evan Grant tweeted this out yesterday that the, well, the analytics say that the second catch was more difficult than the first catch. But if you watch both catches, it, it was clear the first catch was infinitely more difficult. He said he dove on the warning track face first and he snow coned it, whatever. But on the other one, his gait changed. Yeah. I mean, you could. it was like Everson yeah, intercepted yeah. a pass, right. whatever. So, I mean, yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, it's, it, we all do it. We just don't know we did it. Right. I, my dad had to tell me those guys probably, you know, conquered it themselves. They, okay, figure it out. But it just so happened I had somebody to tell me, and, and it made me develop quicker. Good, love, good coaching, man. Ain't I, nothing better than good coaching. I love playing baseball. I just have. To, I just loved it. I couldn't get enough. What position did you play? Well, I was, was not that I'm questioning. In, it. No, infield. <laughs> infield. Yeah, you couldn't put. I couldn't see him in right field. No, <laughs> you were a second baseman. Second base, 
Shortstop until the bases got to be 90 feet. <laughs> then my arm wasn't strong enough. So who were you? What 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 major league player were you? Louis Aparicio. Louis. Oh, man. I was yeah. the same size. Right? <laughs> I batted leadoff because I was small. I can get walks. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, you know, everybody, infield was the best thing to for practice, right? You'd play infield. So then when they hit the outfield, everybody was bored. I'd go out in the outfield and take some fly balls because yeah. I just thought yeah. that was that was the cool thing. I wanted to be Jim Landis jumping up on the outfield fence to catch a ball, you know, and uh, and then my arm wasn't strong enough. <laughs> no, but, but getting back to Trayvon, yes, I, I think I think this year, I think he's going to be even better. Uh, if I compare it to mine, uh, after my rookie year, and I'm looking at my rookie year as his second year because he really started to develop this past season. Uh, I could see him getting better, getting smarter. Uh, I remember after my, my, my second year playing, it was a strike year, but I had seven picks in nine games. And, and I, it wasn't just about the numbers. It was the feel that I had after that rookie year. You know, giving up a lot of big plays my rookie year, I'm like, I'm not doing that this year. I got even better. And, and that's without the speed and, and the ability that he has. I mean, with this guy, he's got it. I think he can run as fast as he wants to. Get so remind game. me, eighty-two. Did you play nine straight games, and then the rest got canceled until the playoffs? I think we played two, then came back. No, and that was eighty-seven. Seven. You played two in eighty-seven before the strike. If that's the case, then in eighty-two, no, we nine, we, we did our nine, nine, and then you didn't play, and then yeah. they had the tournament, yeah, right? That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want me to look it up for you? Yeah, I Thank think you. I'm. Right, I you, think I'm right though. All right, you sit there and you talk for two seconds. But and no, I, 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 I truly think because that you know he's what that year. That year, when they when the strike happened, so I'm working in Jackson, Mississippi, and uh, NBC, they got no games, right? <laughs> so they decided they were going to do a Division Two game, uh, and it was not Bellhaven. It was another small college. In How were Jackson. they surprised that we didn't play? How are they surprised? Well, at some no, they weren't surprised. They just got to a point okay. they needed to do games. What, what did you say in 1982? You played two games, two, two games, games, and then you played. played seven. And, and then you, you I said, thought that was 87. They did two in 87. Ding, ding, right. ding, ding. Everson okay. was right. Yeah. You did two and then missed two, two and then seven. came back and did the yeah. other seven. And then the other seven after missing mm-hmm. the, the seven. Well, mm-hmm. in, in 87, they did two and then missed three. With the replacement players, yeah. and then came back and played the rest of the season. But anyway, they did a small college thing, like Division Two. They brought in all the broadcasters. They brought in all the TV production to this little field that looked like a high school field, right? And uh, and did a game live for television mm, to mm, fill mm. some space on a Saturday. Yeah, that or Sunday. eighty-two game kind of reminds me. Eighty-two season reminds me of what they they did with the bubble in the NBA. Mm. Uh, it was. So quick and, and, and I don't know, it was like put together at the last minute, it seemed like. And as much as I enjoyed that season, I had a hell of a season. And we actually went back to the championship game again. But it just seemed like it was just so abbreviated. It didn't seem like a real season. You know, when you're playing, playing nine games versus 16, mm-hmm. that's kind of weird. I mean, you, you just can't, even in high school, you, you, you played more games than that, right? Yeah, and, so. <laughs> and, and, and in 87, actually, they actually ended up only playing 15 games because one got canceled mm-hmm. before they played the three replacement player games. But I, I think he's going to come back. I think Trayvon's going to be even better. He may not get the picks. I know if they would have played an entire season, I probably would have gotten more than 11. I don't know if he's ready to do that, but I think he has that ability because he, I promise you, he's seeing things a lot clearer now. Based on, especially based on that season he had last year, it's not just the confidence that you have; it's that your anticipation seems to get better. And I think his anticipation would be better. And if we think about it, he only played a couple years at quarterback in college, right? He he was a wide receiver. He was. He he talked about before you go. He talked about how many interceptions he missed his rookie year. He said he probably could have gotten eleven. I can't remember that many misses, but he's like, if he wouldn't have missed so many, he would have gotten done even better than he did his rookie year. And I know Everson talks about this, but we don't talk about this enough. (laughs) That Everson's second year in the league, he only played nine games and had seven picks. Right. Yeah, I, I, like I say, I know Everson talks about that a lot. But, well, <laughs> but one, one guy, one guy, one, no, for real, one guy, one reporter 
this was for the Hall of Fame. He was uh, James Lofton told me this. They were in the room talking about voting, and one guy, well, he only got seven interceptions his second year. The guy didn't even know it was a strike year. Wow. The sure. And, and Lofton, Lofton told me he had to chastise the guy. Like, you don't even know what you're, you're a voter. Wow. You don't even know how many games that they're playing. Well, and the other part of it is I don't understand – Playoff games are more important than regular season games. And those don't count. And those don't, they don't stats, count. Right? They yeah. don't count. They're and extra. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and so you think about Charlie Waters. Mm-hmm. You know, his career yep. was very good. But you look at his playoffs. God damn. Mm-hmm. This guy's got he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like one of the tops in history in playoff <laughs> interceptions. And who thinks of Charlie Waters when you're thinking that? But that, that just goes to show that's the clutch player right there. That's the moment. All right, we're talking Dalton Schultz and positions of concern when we come back on Mix Shots. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back, back to mixed Shots. SLR, whether you're there you go. <laughs> watching from home or cheering, cheering in the stands with, with SLR lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local SLR experts and find the perfect SLR lens for you. See more, do more, SLR. Good job, Spags. Way to go, man. See, you know when people like sing songs together, a duet? Uh-huh. <laughs> it was a, a, a spot duet, right? There. Sure I don't so, even have the read back here, and I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> what was going through your mind as you were searching for that copy? Uh, where is it at? Because I knew it was, it was right in front of me. Time for Mickey to talk. And, He's not uh, talking. Deer in headlights. I had uh, I had other th- stuff on my mind to transition to, like the Cowboys need linebackers, and they worked out a couple guys oh, yesterday. Okay, did they? You and, got names? And also, I do not. <laughs> Uh, and also the fact that uh, they will have uh, Tolbert and Osa Digizua back in practice. Jalen Tolbert, not Tony Tolbert. Yeah, this week. Uh, but they're going to have a bunch of guys out with soft tissue injuries that 
might be surprising to you guys. So uh, it's like everybody should. Like today? So, so when the tweets come out this afternoon at uh, after the, when they can start tweeting with right. their observations, guys we're going to be shocked on, with the injury on the cords. reports. Be working on the cords with Britt. Yeah, absolutely. So there will be a few guys. And, I, and it, it happens, right? This time of year and you're not used to doing – a lot of football stuff, and you get out there and you strain a hamstring or whatever. Uh, so there'll be a couple guys uh, being held. And I think what they're probably trying to do is hopefully get them ready for the three-day mini camp to be able. Not that the mini camp practices any different than these OTA practices, uh, but they probably want them to get in there for that. So they'll be a little bit more conservative with this one that's open to the media in about an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Dalton Schultz. Um, what do you make of the Dalton Schultz situation right Very now? Very predictable. We talked about it last yep. week, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, except that they're Johnny come lately because I'll guarantee you the reason uh, that his agent told him uh-uh, no eight, no TAs and mm-hmm. we ain't going to minicamp uh, was because the negotiations were stalling. But the problem was they signed the franchise tag. So once you sign the franchise tag, you are guaranteed one year $10.93 million for a tight end, right? And you're obligated to do everything the team does if you're under contract. Now, if you're going to try to create some leverage, don't sign the franchise tag, all right? Is this unusual? Is this unusual for a player, even though he signed the franchise tag, it feels like he deserves more right. to make this move. This is not unusual. Kirk. It is not unusual, but you should not sign it. Then you now he is subject to being fined if he misses minicamp practices, mm-hmm. right? Now because he's you, under contract. Because you're under contract. Mm-hmm. Now the, the the downside of not signing and trying to continue to negotiate and hold out is mm-hmm. they can pull the tag from you, right? And then you're really in trouble. But I'm thinking a guy that in four years in the NFL made. $3 million, mm-hmm. and now he's guaranteed <clears throat> 10.9. He ain't missing anything. Mm-hmm. Right now, he miss, might miss practice. That's only going to hurt him, right? Yeah. Because if you do end up playing on a one year deal, you better have a good year to market yourself for next year, right? Because next year, they're probably not going to tag him again because then it's a 20% increase mm-hmm. in what you just made. Uh, so. So this it's, move it's that he's making. It's a little late. It, well, this move I mean, that he's a, making it's is a it, statement. Is it, okay, and has that I'm statement. I'm not happy. As has that statement, do you think, and has that statement ever worked before? I don't know that it's changed the dial. Mm-hmm. Has it ever? It, has that ever worked? Out depends for any on players? how it turns out. Right. Like, did Did you get a long term deal that right. you wanted, or right. did you get a long term deal that the team wanted? Because I think the Cowboys would like to sign them. We talked about it last mm-hmm. week, right? Mm-hmm. They would like to sign them to a long term deal because they don't want that cap hit for one year to be ten point nine. You sign them to a long term deal, give them a signing bonus. You spread that over the life of say four years, and his cap hit this year might be five million. Because you'll get a basically a million dollar base salary, and there is a deadline on that. Yes, it's got to happen by July fifteenth. And, and, and even with that, you've got a player that you know is, is is disgruntled. Sometimes this power move might work. And as a player, I'm going to try what I can. Right. I'm a, I, I retired, so I didn't have to pay fines and training camp. I mean, I was 24 years old. I retired. <laughs> retired. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. So my thing is, does has this ever worked? And, and I also point out how OTAs can really screw up negotiations because you really don't know what's going on in the front office between the player and the negotiations. Right. And as soon as OTAs come up, whoever doesn't show up, oh, we got a problem. You know, oh, I didn't know we were having a problem with Schultz. Yeah, yeah, we're having a problem with Schultz because uh, OTAs are coming out. He's not coming. Oh, well, I thought we were cool. No, well, we're not cool. So those OTAs, they can bring up a lot, Aaron Donalds. Uh, uh, right? Oh, back, look, look, he was going to retire, right? And I told you last week the reason he was going to retire was because he had three years left on his contract. 
He was going to make $14 million this year, but none of that money was guaranteed mm-hmm. anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And he's going, I, I, you know, and I mentioned what he said. He said, well, this is not about the money. Uh, it's business. And I'm going, well, it is about the money, yeah, right? Yeah. Money is the business. And then suddenly <laughs> he got a $40 million raise, and over the next three years now all $95 million is guaranteed, mm-hmm. and his tune changed to, hey, we're going to get back at this That's and get right. another Ring, all right? Yeah, well, and, yeah. And then here comes Cooper Cup. Yeah, same. You know, he gets this, he gets a lot of money as well, right? And in, as an extension, with but, but guaranteed what that, money. But what the the OTAs they bring it all to light because the o, you don't have to be there for the OTAs, right? Remember the old it was quarterback school. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was it was a uh, uh, what is was a. Uh, it was a uh, voluntarily mandated. Yeah, so. voluntary. <laughs> right. What do voluntary right. mean? <laughs> so what's the what? What do you think the uh, what's the purpose? Well, of here's Schultz what happened to to sit out this week. Here's what happened, and we talked about it last week. The tight end at Cleveland, Nagochu, however you say it, uh, ended up getting franchised, and they signed him to a four-year deal, averaging fourteen million a year. And his numbers were half as much mm-hmm. as, and they're 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 uh, they're negotiating on what they think this guy can be more so than what he did, and I think the Cowboys are looking at it, and you know, they probably think Schultz topped out this year, seventy-eight catches, eight hundred eight yards, um, yeah. eight touchdowns. No, now can he get better? I don't know. It's, that's by necessity. You and, see, and there was nobody else open. So that's by necessity so that he's almost, catching those passes. And I don't want to say he's a system tight end, but I think the system helped what was going on. And with he the helped the receivers. system. But again, right. but again, my question is: so what what purpose is Schultz? What what what, what is his game? purpose for? Yeah, for sitting out this week. And I think one of the reasons might be that okay. You think you can go without me long term? Right. See what else you got out there on the practice. And field. guess what happened? And, and this is this you get an opportunity throughout for a whole week here to see if you don't have me, not just this year, but going forward next year, what do you have at tight end? So do you think this was a coincidence? They had one guy of their nine that hadn't been signed of their draft choices. <laughs> and he signed yesterday. He just signed. Some wow. guy named Jake Ferguson, <laughs> tight end in he the said, fourth some round. Guy. Some guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some guy. <laughs> now, the, 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 the other side of what you just said, as Parcells would say, the other side of that pancake is, what if they get this guy out here and now he's working with the first team and looks really good? Well, <laughs> that's well let's look at how Schultz got here. Jarvis yeah. goes down. He's right? a fourth round draft pick. Yes. Fourth round draft yeah, I mean, choice. I mean, I remember we talking about, first of all, I used to love Jarvis because Jarvis could outmaneuver anybody. Next thing you know, Schultz is doing the same thing and he was kind of doing it. Uh, as Jordan was a starter, I remember him making a great third down and three catch from that. I mean, we needed it. It was just one of those many third chain movers, but I, it was Schultz doing it. At that time, he was not a starter. I'm like, wow, this guy's not just a blocker because at that time, that's what he came in as. I said, this guy has good hands. Sure enough, Jordan goes down. Now he's looking like Jordan. Right. So is there another Schultz out there? They're hoping – I would imagine they're hoping that they can make a compromise and get a long-term deal. And what Schultz's guys are trying to do is get guaranteed money down the line, not just one year of guarantee. Mm-hmm. Because what if what if something happens? Yeah. And now you go into free agency and your market value has just dropped. Of course. Right? Yeah. And that that's that's his right. Yeah. That's is he right. going to make this next week, though, Mick? And do what now? Did Will you? he miss next week, though? Oh, well. Because next week. You're subject to being fined if you miss the mini camp. What's the no, fine? it's mandatory now on the CBA. If you're not there, you get fined. That's what I just what's, said. What's the, what's the subject? subject? You don't what's have fine, to, Chris, do right? Know? Yes. First day you missed, $15,980. Mm-hmm. Second day you missed, $31,980. What's this arbitrary number? Why are these arbitrary And third, <laughs> third day you miss is $47,936. Okay. Uh, are those, are those, okay, so those are on top of each other. Yes. yes. Yeah. So 90K. 90, 90, 95, whatever it is, yeah. But now, to, to your I've point, I've seen teams excuse that, but I don't know now that they you can, can anymore. You can't. You can't. It's anymore. part of the CBA that if you get fined, they can't. When you sign a contract, but they if can't, you agree like, to oh. a long-term contract, you just uh, you in. just say okay, yeah. just put that in there. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, and that's what they do. 
right? So anyway, uh, so we'll keep an eye on the tight end position today. Okay. And, okay, positions of concern as uh, we <laughs> Tight have... end right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and that second tight end, who emerges as a second tight end, is a position of concern. I mean, is, is it? And it? Yeah, that's an important I mean, position can, on this team. If, if mm-hmm. Schultz is there, is it Ferguson? You know, is Sean McEwen stepping up? Can he do anything? We're going to have, we're going to come out in two tight is end offense Peyton a lot. Peyton Hendershot, the college free agent out of right. Indiana. And, you know, they've got Sprinkle and then Ian um, Bunting. Bunting. So, They've got numbers, but again, you know, who can come in as that second tight end and, and really help you out? And I think that's one of the things because they love their tight ends. Mike McCarthy loves a tight end, two tight ends in his offense. And, you know, they did it a lot last year, but I don't know how good they were at it uh, to the point where they sent the guard to tight end, right? Yeah. To block McGovern. The guard that's going to have to start at left guard. At left guard, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, anytime you guys want to talk about that, I can, edu- I, I, I can educate you on the importance of what the Cowboys need. Okay? Yeah. Anytime you're ready. So, and by the way, he he also is working at tackle too. You're uh, talking Ty- Tyler, about Tyler Tyler Smith, Tyler Smith Tyler the first Smith. round pick. So when they Smith. when they give Tyron Smith a break, he doesn't need to be out here for OTAs. Yeah. What are you, what's he learning, right? Uh, so he'll he'll come out and first team and Tyler Smith will go in there and play left left guard and then at, at this left point, tackle and then at this point at the line as far as the line's concerned they they just got Tyler in over uh, he's second team guard oh okay okay Connor McGovern still working with the first team now Travis Frederick came in here and he was the first team center from the day one of OTAs that's because they didn't have anybody else to do it okay. Who were they trying so, to uh, Huh? Who's going at it now besides Biotis? At center? Yeah. Uh, Forniak. Last year's seventh-round draft choice, I think it was. Yes. Yeah. Any good? He was a guard. They moved him to center. So we'll see. But he's the backup right now. And then McGovern can also do that. And they may put his hand on the ball also once we get to training camp. So if Tyler, does, if Tyler Smith does well at guard – uh, then they might. Then McGovern they, they can play tight end. Tight end, yeah. not, not. <laughs> because the, wait, you know, wait, the other hold thing. on. If, if Schultz is here uh, first, and no, so uh, then, <laughs> then Tyler does well at guard. Would you think of putting McGovern at center? They could let him compete, and, and and at least see they need a backup center. They like Biotish. And they've but, been working Braylon Jones there, too. Right. Okay. But right. you also, on game day, you would love that your backup center can also play guard, Joe Looney. Yeah. Right? Then you save a spot on your on your active list, right? So if McGovern can do both, that that's a, that's a bonus. And then the other thing of concern on the line would be, okay, who's, who's my backup? Who's the swing tackle? You know, right now they think maybe Willetsky. Willetsko starting. Willetsko. Yeah. Um, and, and so now, can he do both? Right. But they don't know that. I mean, he's a rookie. Is he better than some veteran you can pick up off the street? You have Josh Ball as well. Man. And Ball's been playing right tackle m- the majority of it. So uh, we'll see where that one goes. All right. So any other positions of concern? Um, my second wide receiver. Since Michael James, Gallup is out right now. Yeah, is James Washington, can he fill that role? Are we asking too much of Jalen Tolbert to Didn't step he have a up? boot on? Didn't James have a boot He's on? out of the boot. He's out of the boot. He's out of the boot. Okay. He's doing resistance stuff with uh, Britt right now. So maybe he's ready for minicamp. If not, I'm sure they're looking at, would a veteran like that just be ready to start it? I'm keeping out. an eye on the waiver wire today. Okay. That would be Traven Howard, the linebacker from the Rams mm-hmm. out of TCU. Okay. He actually had the clinching interception in the NFC championship game. 
in January, and he was let go by the Rams yesterday because they signed Cooper Cup to that big contract, and they had to do something with their salary cap. And he oh, was, they have a salary cap. He <laughs> he uh, was on the restricted free agent tender, and which is a two point five four million dollar deal, uh, and which isn't guaranteed. So they just cut and, him and decided that. If he's going to be a backup linebacker, then 2.5 is too much. I'll find me a young guy for 800000 And so they're saying if someone else picks him up off waivers, and if not, then he's free agent and figure out uh, what he goes for then. And yeah. Mickey Tolbert's back at practice, is that correct? Yes. Uh, I think so Dak broke that to you, didn't he? No? That, yeah. And, and, and uh, so Tolbert, you know, is he ready to be – I mean, till – and is he the third guy, right? Is he ready to step into that until Gallup gets back? Who, by the way, now is out there doing grass drills. They uh, said he's way ahead of schedule. He's Well, they're always ahead of schedule. Now, <laughs> is, are you ahead to actually put some pads on and actually play football? I'll tell you who's running really well is Jabril Cox. Uh, so I think there's a good chance that he could be ready for the start of training camp. If not, they put him on PUP. You know, let them do some stuff for a week and then get them out in pads just to make sure. Because you, what you want to do is make sure that he can do all that stuff uh, before you say, okay, we're taking them uh, and putting them on the 90-man roster. Because so. if you can keep, if, if he's not ready, then you keep him on PUP, and that way he can start on PUP at the beginning of right. the season if it gets to that point. And, it, and they've changed the rules on that where it's a four games they sit out, or six. minimum. Six. They switched it from six to four. Oh, that's right, with, yeah. the, with the other thing with that, the and that And that applies to Gallup, right. too, where – if he's on pup, yeah. then he doesn't have to sit six games before he's eligible to come off. It's four, right? And so, um, same would apply with Jabril Cox, and 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 that that those players don't count against the fifty-three at the final cutdown day if they're on pup from th- throughout preseason. Um, so, do you guys have a position you're worried about? Uh, I was alluding to the linebacker position, just depth and so right. forth, you know, with the Traven Howard. Which, by the way, Vander Esch had a really good answer when he was asked uh, something about, yeah, it looked like at the end of the season uh, you you were coming on. You were, you were being more productive. And he goes, well, that's what you get if you play me the whole game. It's like, oh, okay. Mm. And he's right. Because the end of the season, his last six games, he had 30 of his 86 tackles, and 21 were in the last uh, two or three games. Mm-hmm. So he really was playing better. And, and the reason on linebacker I say that is um, because is, of Cox, unknown, unknown, right? and I want to be, f- I want to have someone who can play linebacker to free up Parsons when Parsons is not playing linebacker. Where you can, where you don't feel obligated that you have to play him at linebacker because you don't have it. Right. There's a fall off in ability from where he is. At. And the guy that would do that is Cox. But at this point, you don't. Know, I mean, he and you need. He depth. had I mean, nine it's a long season. At this point, you're, you're taking the a bunch of linebackers and as all and also safeties to play and making them linebackers. Right. My concern is who the hell is going to play safety. Because we talked about being able to track that ball down. You can't just use anybody. Our safeties were decent last year, but towards the end of the season, we fell off. The kick, the, 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 the key thing will be Malik Hooker. Can Malik Hooker – now, remember last year he's coming back from torn uh, Achilles. Mm-hmm. Uh, can he get back to that level that uh, – was incentive enough for the Colts to use a first-round pick on him, right? Can he play in that level? Can Marquise? That's right. Be Demonte and KZ, and and he, that's what I want to know. Oh, I, oh, I think he. That's can. exactly what. I, and now, no, because KZ started like twelve on, games, on, on, and on, Donovan right. Wilson too. I, I, I was. In Are you the coming out there room, to look? Sir. Did was, you see what I saw? I, I want. I talked to the defensive coordinator. Okay, this guy named Quinn. All right? <laughs> Some guy named Quinn. No, no, he really did. He liked insider I trading talked, here. I talked to him about uh, Marquise. Marquise Bell. I did Marquise Bell, and of course, he had his his idea is I really like to see him in linebacker. 
You know, because Quinn loves these hybrid safety mm-hmm. linebackers. J-Ron Curse. Right, of course. But then these I want to see, see more Wilsons. Okay. Donovan Wilson. I want to see more Donovan Wilsons back there. They guys stay that healthy. Can, yeah, it, well, and once again, you're coming from deep. I want to I want you deep first. And I also want those guys that are gonna come up and make those plays. He can't stay healthy because he's throwing his body in there so much and with reckless abandon, which I love that. So if you're gonna have if you're gonna have some safeties, I need some safeties like that, but that can also stay healthy. Marquise Bell might be one of those guys, but you keep changing, and I know that's it's work for him. You keep changing these excellent uh, uh, athletic safeties and putting them as a hybrid linebacker. Now you're leaving your safeties. You got some safeties back there who may not be as and and you need so many safety. It's it's like you can't have enough cornerbacks. Well, now and the way they're playing defense now and these sub packages, yeah. you can't have enough safeties That's on the right. team. So you did know? you eyeball Marquise? I told I saw him and I told uh, I asked. I, I almost said, "Hey, but coach, you know what I mean? You really need to have him." And I, I had to stop myself <laughs> because I'm, you know, my thing is I'm, I'm a safety corner. I want to see somebody go back there and make plays on the ball, which is exactly what I told him. I want to see somebody can make plays on the ball deep. And I mean, gather themselves and go up and make the play. I said, from what I've heard and from from what I've seen, he can do that. But once again, Quinn loves those hybrids. And he loves putting that pressure on him so the quarterback can't, can't get out as like the way he wants to. And it creates matchup problems, of course, uh, in blocking. Well, we need to keep an eye on 41 today mm-hmm. and see what he does. And in the mini camp. And then, uh, you know, they only got one kicker there. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Garibay. Texas Tech. Uh, I hear he's kicked pretty well so far. But, again, he doesn't have any competition. I saw where um, – let him. Oh, he, uh, this guy had a – he's a free agent. He had a tri- – Tristan Viscaino. Viscaino. Yeah. He had a, I love that name. He had a workout <laughs> with New England, and the Ravens were going to bring him in for a workout. If But the Cowboys what had – What do the Ravens need a kicker for? <laughs> I don't Tucker. know. I have no idea. He but it said Tucker must be on vacation during <laughs> – Yeah, they need grass. somebody oh. to kick so they don't wear out right. Tucker in Tucker's all this like, I'm not showing stuff, up. Right? Uh-huh. Um, they did so that as a favor one. to his agent. <laughs> right, said, hey, can you bring my guy in? Because people will say, well, why? If a Raven, they got a great kicker. <laughs> the, Cowboys, at him. the Cowboys had. He's got a stand-in kicker. <laughs> the Cowboys had this guy, you know, in here for two or three months in 2019 when they were looking for another kicker, and then they cut him right before the draft. So they had seen him before, but I just saw where he's he's one of those guys that I mean he's he's kicked six games with Cleveland, uh one game maybe with the Jets or something like that, and the rest of this time six teams he's been on he's is been that on USFL still practice playing? squad. Is the US <laughs> yes, they are I mean, you, you might you, have you to keep an those eye on those guys. Yeah. yeah, maybe one of those will free up. His problem his problem was last year he only made ten of fifteen extra points in those six games. Okay. We've yeah. seen that before. Yeah, we, you right, don't we need that show? again. Let's end the show on that one, guys. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. OTAs today, mini camp t- next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we think. Excellent. Okay. And we think we'll have a mix shots next week. <laughs> we think. Uh, we think. <laughs> but until then. Don't, don't count on the day or time. <laughs> until then, have Over a week. great OTA and mini camp. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about-